you know, the internet loves you. Specifically, SoundCloud loves you. <laughs> anytime. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're on the podcast or somebody else's podcast on SoundCloud, like the numbers is going up, like people like to hear what you have to say. Oh, cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. So I wanted to talk to you. Well, first, because you're doing like amazing things in film and I didn't even know that you had submitted your films for some film festivals. That's really exciting. Mm, yeah. So I'm really excited. And then you have a play coming up. You're, you're really busy. Yes. Booked and busy. Booked and busy. Booked and busy is good. Because I want to talk to you about that. But the main reason why I wanted to talk to you, because I'm like, okay, people like to hear from you because it's like a good, pure word from a Christian woman. And, you know, you bring the light, you know, we like, we need some light, but also you're really real too. At the same time, like you deal with a lot. Yeah. So I think it's good to just have this realistic conversation and perspective, like how to vent like a Christian, because I just feel like I need to vent sometimes. And sometimes people are like, oh, you can't talk like that. You just came from church. Oh, you can't say that. Uh, Are you a hypocrite? And sometimes it's people who aren't even like coming up with biblical doctrine. They're just like, (laughs) they're just like making up their own doctrines and like trying to call you out on it and holding you to standards that like, what scripture is that? Are you talking about exactly? Like what, what scripture are you trying to hold me to? It's like, like there's just some kind of idea of like being this passive Christian where you got to like be some kind of doormat where people are walking all over you. So I wanted to talk to you about this, like, what's the proper way to vent? Okay, but let's do an intro. Okay. Okay, yes, y'all. We back at it for another one. It's your girl, Ali Don, the goddess MC. And you're here for another episode of the First Fridays podcast, brought to you by thegodcollection.com. And shout out to all the SoundCloud listeners, all the Apple podcast listeners, and everywhere you get your podcasts. I'm here today with a very special guest. It's director, singer, entrepreneur, singing coach extraordinaire. It's Kat Hurston. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me. I wanted to talk to you about how to vent like a Christian. Because people be straight tripping sometimes and you got to be assertive and put your foot down and tell them what time it is. But there's a way that you have to do it, apparently. And I feel like I need some help. Yeah. Well, everybody needs help, (laughs) including myself, right? Um, So, yeah, there was some stuff that recently came out with, um, I forget the singer's name, where she had some choice words to say and had was cursing and saying all kind of crazy stuff right um to vent about just people and christians in general and the entertainment industry and all that and here's the thing like we all go through stress we all go through changes but at the end of the day if our relationship is where it needs to be with god he will always give us the right words to say and not to say Mm. right because you know, the Bible is clear on let like no corrupt words or corrupt language come out of your mouth. Yeah. So if it's not edifying people, it's better to be silent than to say anything at all. Um, and so for me, I've had lots and lots of challenges, especially in any kind of um, leadership position that you're in, you will be tried and people will 
disrespect you. People will dishonor you. And you have to know when to respond and when to not say anything at all. Because God will fight for you. He will fight your battles for you. I mean, that's something to keep in mind that is important. And then it's like you have the world in just this juxtaposition of these other influences that maybe somebody grew up on, like death before dishonor. (laughs) You know, it's like you don't want somebody to dishonor you. It's like you're ready to go toe to toe with this person. If they're being disrespectful, it's like you got to let somebody know what time it is like. No, no. See, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. When you when you have when your walk with Christ becomes more mature, you won't have that mindset of oh, I got to get back at this person, or I'm gonna tell them where they need to go, and all that kind of stuff. You don't need to do that because when you realize that, like, okay, I'm a child of God, and He will fight my battles for me. When you know that and you believe that and you trust in that, when people do say or do things that are hurtful, because they will do and say things that are hurtful, you have to kind of call them out in a godly way and just say, hey, you know, the way you're treating me and the way you're talking to me is not really okay. You know, can we work together and make this right? You know, Um or you say nothing and you just give them a look and walk away. <laughs> because that's enough to shame people right there when mm. they don't have anyone to argue with. Mm. I mean, it happens so much. I mean, just, you know, doing films and stuff, you know, as a female black director. Um, it, it's very, and especially in a male-dominated field, you know, mm-hmm. we're not the most technical people, and they will use words and terms and say things to try to belittle you or, you know, undermine your authority. And you have to have enough tact to just say, hey, can we pause a second? And you take that person aside and just say, hey, you know, this is my vision this is my work and I need you to support me. I've had to say that (laughs) Hmm. multiple times, you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. people just sometimes don't realize that like you are capable or maybe they just want to be in a power seat and they don't really respect a woman in the way that they should. And you have to be able to tell them in a nice way, Hey, I can handle this, but I need your support, but I don't need you to run the ship. Um, now I could have went off and cussed them out and did all these other crazy things, but it's just not in my demeanor to do that. Um, and everybody's walk with Christ is different, right? Everybody gets to different levels when they are mature enough to say, okay, I don't have to snap or I don't have to use choice words in order to be respected or get my point across. And it's, it's just a growing process. That's true. And it's like, spiritual transformation or like just spiritual mm-hmm. formation is it's a lifelong process mm-hmm. and like you said like not everybody is going to be in that same place as a christian because some people are still like babes in christ as some folks in the church would say like maybe you're just now learning the word you're just now letting the holy spirit convict you so it's like maybe you're still like halfway in the hip-hop culture like pastor mason betha like hey i'm a man first so it's like yeah i'm a pastor but i gotta let him know like i'm a man first and you ain't about to talk to me this you know it's like okay god is still working on me i'm not quite there at the level that you're at 
how do you deal with somebody where you can recognize that they're a babe in Christ? It's like, you know that they want to do right, but they're not quite there yet. Like when Galatians talks about like how to correct someone in love if they're backsliding, like considering yourself. Like, mm-hmm. How do you do that when you're recognizing someone wants to do right, but they all the way wrong? <laughs> Yeah, no, I I run across it a lot because a lot of people, well, number one, we have to understand that most people that say they're Christians are not. Mm. And so when you recognize that, especially in the industry, it's very clear whose side people lie on. You know, some people will go, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian because they want to fit in whatever the culture is of that of that player of that film or, or the group of people they're around or whatever. Right. And then they're in other cultures and other um, situations, they will be very fleshly. So let's start there with just recognizing that most people that say they're Christians are not Christians. So once we understand that, because that saying you're a Christian, but then you don't have the attributes or the lifestyle of what a Christian person is, then that's being a Christian is a way of life. So if your way of life is against everything that the word of God says, how can you be Christ-like or a Christian if you're not following that way of life? So that's the number one thing that you have to recognize. The second thing is, if you are a Christian, then it is your job to show how a Christian woman or person is supposed to talk, is supposed to walk, is supposed to carry themselves. And it's a hard life. It is not easy (laughs) because you're tried on every area and we're still a flesh. And for some reason, our flesh wants to be accepted and admired and loved by the world. And unfortunately, they say in the Bible that if we are of Christ, the world will hate us. Mm. Yeah. So, Wow. That's what we have to remember. So whenever you're dealing with someone who is a babe in Christ or who is disrespecting you or whatever that is, you have to first recognize like, okay, what spirit am I dealing with? Mm. It's a holy, if the person's full of the spirit of God, they're not going to do things to purposely hurt you or harm you or do you harm, Mm. you know? Um, And so when you recognize, okay, this is the spirit I'm dealing with, then that's when you have to know you can't fight fire with fire. That's good. Because, I mean, that makes me think of like, sometimes we're dealing with spiritual battles. And it is important to have some discernment about who you're dealing with so that you can get outside of that flesh and let the spirit lead you. You know, it's like dying to the flesh. Like not letting your flesh take over with maybe an automatic response or reaction. But sometimes it does take a moment to just pause. I think that's a good way to like correct yourself. If you (laughs) maybe you're new at this and you're trying to correct yourself and walk the right way and be a good example. Maybe it's like good to take a nice little pause. Like you say, just walk away and not even say anything. Like gather yeah. myself. Let me collect my thoughts just to make sure I have the proper response. Yeah, so and you don't walk away like, "Oh, I'm a bum." You kind of can. It's okay to say, you know what? Um, say someone said something very rude to you, or they cuss you out. You can, you have the right to say, you know, I want to think about some of the things you said today, and can you give me a moment to get back with you? 
that's enough to let them know like, oh, crap, this person's <laughs> way more mature than I am. Uh, number two, crap, did I say things and do things that was totally out of line and inappropriate? Because they're totally calm. They're totally dismissing me, but they're not disrespecting me. Right. And they're like, I'm turned up right now. And this person's all calm exactly. talking to me. It's okay to say that. Be like, you know what? Um, some of the things you said today just kind of bothered me and I want to take some time to really think about it and get back with you. You know, if you're in a situation where there's, it's not an immediate thing that you have to make a decision on or you don't have to be in that environment, remove yourself from that environment. Light has no place with darkness anyway. Mm. So in that environment where it's dark. Mm. This comes with time, you know. I mean, I've always been that way, though, because I don't like being in the middle of drama. Mm. And people, for some reason, when they see something good in you, there's going to be drama around. Mm. There's going to be haters around. There's going to be people who don't care for you or who maybe want to think they're helping you, but they're not. Or, you know, there's always going to be somebody like that amongst all the people that love you and pursue you and help you. There's going to be people around that are staring in the distance that may not have their best, you know, your best interests at heart. And that's okay. But you have to recognize that spirit. Wow. So that makes me think like, what is our role then? So say people just aren't going to like you, you know, because light and dark they're just they're gonna conflict they're gonna clash and there's people who see that good in you and then it's just breaking them down they can't stand it and maybe the devil is using them to bring you down to take that light out of you like what is your role as a christian to respond to someone like that Mm, i mean why do you have to respond Uh, our goal i mean for me my goal is to you know walk in Christ-like ways and to bring people to Christ through the life that I live and through my witness. I'm supposed to be a living witness of God's goodness and mercy. And so if people can see, oh my God, this person did this and did that and did that, my role as a Christian to me is to say I did it without, with all these adversities, I did this, I achieved this, I had this and you can do it too. Let me show you. Mm. And sometimes you can show better than you can say. You don't even need to say anything. Just continue to walk in a way that's right and honorable to God. Yeah. And people will notice that. People will see it. You don't have to say anything. Like people will see like, oh, this person's different. You know, this person talks different. This person acts different. This person has a different attribute about themselves. I mean, whatever that is, you'll see it. But You know, for me, it's like to be, you know, I try to be a witness to God's goodness and mercy. And if I can win one soul to Christ within whatever environment I'm in, I want him to say, well done. Yeah. You know, and that's that's really where our lifestyles and our, our goals should be, no matter what in, you know, industry we're in or what line of work we do. We should be the light in a dark place and if you find yourself in a situation where you're in the dark and you're comfortable in it and you're living in it and you're not different from those that are doing evil and that are doing wrong you're not operating in the holy spirit (laughs) Mm. now if someone is listening to this and they're like okay 
I love God. You know, I, I believe I'm a Christian. I believe that I'm saved. But if people are going to be attacking me because of that, like, why would I want that? Like, what can you say to somebody who might be vacillating because they're troubled by hearing about what is going to happen to them just because they love God? Mm-hmm. Well, let's be honest, living in the world and living not for God, you're getting attacked there, too. Yeah. Just because you're out and you feel like, oh, I fit in. No, there's going to be strife. There's going to be turmoils. There's going to be ups and downs in this life. The problem is, is you don't have a source. You're not connected to a source that's going to bring you and lift you up. You're going to be connected to a source that's going to be with you and be there to see you go down. So when you're going through these ups and downs in life, wouldn't you want to be connected to a source to strength that can remove all things that are not of him? You know, I don't know. It's just you're going to have problems no matter if you determine that I want to live with Christ or not. It's a much better walk living with Christ than it's not. I've done both. And I can tell you, (laughs) it's so much more peace and happiness knowing that. When I do go through things, I can get down on my knees and say, Father, I need your help. I need your support. Guide me, lead me, you know, uh, fix my heart when my heart is broken. You know, it's there's a peace in that. And when you're not in the word and you're not living that life, who do you go to? What do you go to? Drugs, alcohol, bad relationships. You know, it's just. There's a peace in, in walking with him, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Life isn't easy regardless. So. And that's true. It's like. That would be my advice. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of like God just bringing you a sense of peace and even a sense of self-control to where things are just going crazy around you and you are being attacked you're not losing your mind and you're not losing your way you still have some kind of control over your state of mind and your state of being to where you can have that peace that passes all understanding it's like it doesn't even make any sense how you could be peaceful with all that's going around and all that's happened to you but God being that source is planting your feet firm to where you can just embrace the good. You can see and be the light even still. And it just won't make any sense to maybe even you and even to outsiders. It's like, I don't even know how you're so calm <laughs> with what you're going well, through. Listen, it's not always calm. <laughs> it ain't always calm. But here's the thing. It's like when you have, when you're in the world and you're living fleshly, you don't sometimes understand that like, hey, what I'm going through is going to be for my good. This is going to be a testimony to someone else, you know, and that's, that's the difference. It's like everything that happens in our life, good or bad, it's for God's glory. And that's if you believe in God <laughs> yeah. or whatever source you believe in, right. Um, it's to give glory to him. So in all the things that you do, learn something from it, grow from it, help someone else through it. You know, we didn't go through this life to go through all this stuff to leave it to ourselves, right? You're supposed to go through ups and downs so that you can give that wisdom to the next person that may need your wisdom to go through whatever they're going through. Yeah. 
That's good. That actually reminds me of, I actually attended a lecture earlier tonight with um, Siang Ying Tan. He's a doctor, uh, a professor of theology at Fuller um, Seminary. And he was saying that you can grow through suffering. Mm-hmm. You can also grow through joy, but just remember that sometimes when we're suffering, you know, God does have a reason and a purpose for those things. And we can, we can grow through any situation. Yeah. Yeah. And he also brings us through things because of our own choices, That's you know, right. choices that we made that were against his will and against his word. And now you're reaping, you know, what you've sowed. And oh, so yeah. you have to recognize that as well. Oh, yeah. And, and that's real as well. And that's something that reminds me of what we were talking about um, this evening before um, his seminar wrapped. We were talking about humility, you know, how important it is to have some humility, no matter how professional you are or how mm. scholarly you may be. Just mm-hmm. the mistakes that you've made in life, the disappointments, the, the sh- trouble that you experience. Um, these are the things that make you humble, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> things aren't going to go the right way. You might have made some bad decisions and messed your life up <laughs> and like, OK, how did I get myself into this? It's like, wait a second. I know how it's like, OK, those moments will humble you to know that, like, I don't know it all and I can't do things my own way because look at how they turned out when I just try to do things on my own and go astray like I know it all. Well, and what the, the, oh gosh, it's so interesting you said that um, because, like, the more successful you get, the more important it is to constantly pray every day that God gives you humility and thankfulness. I mean, all the money you get, all the fame, all the popularity, all that, you have to continually pray for humility and for God to reckon, like to honor God and say, I'm thankful. I thank you because he, he will bless you when you, are humble in so many ways. Like it's so kind of crazy, but for some reason, when people have a lot of pride and I'm talking like lots of pride, <laughs> there was usually a fall. Mm-hmm. And so when you, like all the stuff that we see going on right now, even in, you know, the Christian industry and, you know, all the stuff with, Love daddy and all these people, you know, all these things that are going on is because some of these people may have, may have, because we don't know, but they may have forgotten to be humble and to be thankful and to say, Lord, I want you to use me in my deeds. And once they left that, they left themselves open to now be forced to be humble, right? Mm -hmm. In some way. So God's going to get your attention oh, regardless yeah. Oh yeah. of how rich or famous or whatever. He's going to get your attention. Yeah. So why not just stay connected to him so that you have a source that you can lean on and depend on? So. Wow. Whew, that's, that's good. And you know, what's interesting too, as a mental health professional, such as myself, we learned some interesting statistics and 
it's interesting. I can't remember the the resource uh, where I where I read this or learned this information, but it's likely that someone who is more successful financially, like say this person is wealthy, they're well off, they're or even more intellectual, they're less likely to have a relationship with God. Um, they're more so likely to draw on um, like the universe, for example. Um, people who might say that they're spiritual or they just rely on the universe and they don't necessarily believe in God. They end up moving away from God with the more success or intelligence or money they have. So what do you think about that? What do I think about what? Like, like people, people is like, just because you're getting more money and you're getting more success, it's like you're, or you're getting more intelligent. It's like, now you're just questioning everything. You don't even believe in God anymore. It's like, oh, 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 oh. well, yeah. So I, this is my opinion because I'm not a doctor of any of this stuff, but I believe that that's just Satan's way to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm, wow. Once you, and it's a part of pride too, right? We start to believe in doctrines of men and ideals of Satan mm. versus doctrines of truth and, you know, connecting to that spiritual self. So if you start listening to doctrines of men, yeah, you are going to be confused. You are going to have a whole bunch of different views that are different from mainstream or what have you. Um, and you will be disconnected and you will find yourself isolated eventually. That's just, mm. that's how Satan works. He want if he can mm -hmm. control your mind, mm -hmm. then everything else is good. Mm -mm -mm. So the key thing is when we become rich when we become um successful when we become a leader and someone that people look up to we should be praying that god keeps our mind in perfect peace mm -hmm. and keep our mind stayed on him there's a reason why people said that back in the day because people's minds began to not be on him their minds began to not be of peace and they ended up living recklessly. Mm, mm, mm. The devil sure is busy and real tricky. It's slick, little slickster. Because it just made me think about how if someone is like gaining more fame and wealth, like just imagine the position of influence they can be in. And it's unfortunate that someone in that position is drawing further away from God. And it's intentional that the devil is doing this because he knows that he can use your influence for, yes, for darkness. That's the, yes, that's the goal. And that's why it's so scary mm -hmm. when people do become wealthy, when people do become famous, because if they're not connected to the source, Satan comes to destroy people in three ways. The lust of the flesh the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. All sins are going to fall under one of those categories. Every single sin falls under one of those categories. So if you are a Christian and you guys are listening and you are a Christian or you want to be a Christian or you want to walk in the newness of life, you have to read your Bible for yourself. Yeah. Daily. Not just on Sundays when you go, but you don't have to go and read 
you know, Genesis chapter one, all the way to 18, you can look up and say, okay, I want to learn about uh, sin. I want to learn about what the Bible talks about uh, relationships. I want to learn what the Bible says about anger. And you can be brought to scriptures and meditate on those scriptures and keep them in your heart. Because when you have the scriptures in your head and in your heart, that's what your mouth speaks. Yeah. And your mouth speaks what's in you. And you're equipped too, like you're ready when someone is ready to challenge you or trying to challenge your beliefs, you know, something that you're, you're saying, you have that scripture just ready and you can stand on your convictions. It's really powerful. Like that, that word is like, uh, like your sword or your shield. It's like, you're ready for someone who's trying to challenge you. It's like, you're ready for a battle. It's like, you got your war clothes on because you're clothed in the word of God. Like you're ready for anybody who's trying to challenge your, your beliefs you know, you See, I'm, because I don't, I don't challenge people. So that's <laughs> not me. I don't have that spirit. Like, cause I don't, I'm not that you have to be really, really knowledgeable when you're, when you're challenging demonic spirits. So for me, um, the first thing I'm going to be saying, like if I see someone's in opposition of what I believe or what I'm trying to achieve, I just, I'd rather move out the way and let them drive on down the road because Sometimes you just can't, some battles aren't worth fighting, especially when you're, if you're fighting against an unbeliever and they don't have an open ear to hear yeah, or open ear to, you know, I can see if they're like an unbeliever or they're disgruntled or whatever, but they have a, they're open to hearing and open to learning. But if they're like really dogmatic about what they believe and they feel like, oh, Christian, you people are this and that. I just, I end it with love and be like, well, you know, we just have to agree to disagree. And I won't even have the conversation because there's no sense. There's yeah. no sense of doing yeah. that for me. That's yeah. my opinion. Like well, other people may <laughs> debate. I, I just don't do it because I don't have the energy to do that. Nor am I, we're not on the same playing field. If you don't believe in the Bible, even people who say they're Christians, but they don't believe in the Bible. Well, we can't have a conversation that's going to make sense because you don't believe in the source that I believe in. Yeah. So where's your mindset coming from? What doctrine of devils are you Ooh. feeding to me? You know what I mean? Because if it's not in the word, then what is, mm. where's your source? Ooh, that is good. That What doctrine of devils are you speaking to me from? That's, that's a good one. And I, and I agree with you too. Like some battles just aren't even worth fighting because it's like, okay, this person is just going to waste my time. They're not going to listen and they don't even know what they're talking about, you know? And then, and then there's sometimes like, I feel like, like people, they about to get this word today. Like they about to get these scriptures (laughs) (laughs) today. Like somebody told me, it's like, oh, you can't scripture bang on people. I'm like, look, I'm ready. Like I got a scripture for it. Like you about to hear it. So it, it does depend um, you know, somebody who has to be willing and have a listening ear. Some people are just trying to challenge you and there's nothing that you can say that's going to help them understand where you're coming from. And then that, like, I will gracefully bow out. It's like, okay, go, go your way, my brother. Like I knew it was a risk talking to you about this and I wasn't sure if you would get it or not. And it seems like we're not on the same page and, you know, peace and blessings to you. Hopefully one day you will turn. Yeah, you know. All right, right now we're gonna take a quick music break. So here it is. It's Tamala Man. I can only imagine. Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the First Fridays podcast at thegodcollection.com. 
Forever. 
You're listening to the First Fridays podcast at thegodcollection.com. You just heard I Can Only Imagine by Tamala Mann. And I'm here with Kat Hurston. We're talking about Hollywood. Because you're in Hollywood, you're in the entertainment industry. And, you know, oftentimes people say, like, this is like the devil's playground. You know, mm-hmm. Hollywood, they would even say Holly weird. I remember I was doing mm-hmm. a study one day that there's a... Um, a precinct, like a small little police precinct in Hollywood. They have like the most missing person cases out of like all of Los Angeles County, you know, just weird things just happen in Hollywood and all these influences. But the thing that you said that was really interesting to me is basically like you were talking about like capping Christians, like people who aren't real Christians, but they're just acting like it just so they can be on the scene, be on certain sets and plays. No, they're not even acting like it. No, no, no. You're missing what I'm saying. Okay, so, okay, let me give you an example. If you look at most, not all of them, but most reality TV shows, most of those people will say, oh, I'm a woman of God or "I'm I'm a Christian. But everything about what they're doing and saying doesn't follow the word of God. Mm, okay. You know, if, mm-hmm. if your mm-hmm. nipple is showing, Whoa. you're not even dressing modestly, mm. you know, I mean, I'm not judging anybody, but I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can't show every part of your body and you're tempting and causing men to lust after you. And you say you're a woman of God. Mm. I mean, that's just not, it's not biblical. Right. We're supposed to dress modestly, especially in front of the world. Um, If you are cheating with someone else's husband and cussing your sister out and uh, lying and gossiping and all these things that like we know we're not supposed to do. But then you're like, oh, but I'm a Christian and you can't tell me like, no, you're you're using that word because it's popular, but you're really not living it. Um, And so. You, you made a point in Hollywood. Yes, there is a lot of demonic forces in Hollywood, but those demonic forces are in all industries. It, it, yeah. you, at your workplace right now, there's a whole bunch of people that work there that are not right, right? <laughs> it's just that in entertainment, it's more personified because it's become so lustful. You know, you the way people sell a car is by having a naked woman on the hood darn near on the hood of the car Mm -hmm. what does that have to do with buying the toyota you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah you have people behind the scenes that are leering people in but here's what people fail to remember is that you know satan was the father of music and so that is a powerful tool that he uses to lure people to him we only know this if we study our our word and study the bible so as a Christian person, you know, you have to guard your your ears and your eyes from what you listen to and what you see. Yeah. And that's just it. You know, like I don't I listen to all kinds of music, but if it's music that's against the word of God and I'm a Christian and I'm following Christ, it should offend me. It should offend me if it's talking about murdering somebody or talking about getting lit and all these, you know, all these things that are not going to bring glory to God. Why are you listening to it? Why are you putting that in your head? So it's like, yeah, the entertainment industry is full of satanic worship, 
satanic lifestyle, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. It is. But there's another side of entertainment that is pure, that is good, that is true, that is educating people, that is helping people. It's not a lot of it, you know. The vast majority of Netflix right now are mostly porn films. If you look at most movies, if they're rated R, they're going to have sex in it, they're going to have drugs in it, they're going to have murder. Mm, mm, mm. But not and your film. 90% of, 90% of Netflix is like that. Like, you know, there's like a very small percentage of films that don't have a sex scene where people are naked, literally going at it. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. porn. I don't care what anyone says. You know, um, and so we have to have Christian people in the industry in order to make films or TV shows or music that still give honor to God. And it doesn't have to be Bible Belt, every other word they're talking about God in it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be that. But it doesn't, it also doesn't have to have people you know, getting on in the bedroom so that your little kid is seeing sexual situations at age 10 and 11, which they shouldn't be seeing. I agree. And I know we're not going to see such filth in a Cat Hurston film. I pray not. No. I pray that God <laughs> keeps me. Uh, I'm serious. I pray that God keeps me um, in his will because, mm-hmm. you know, it's tempting to do certain things and have certain things. But, um, no, I try to make sure that my films you know, don't have cursing in it. Um, and it's not written in the script, even though I have had people, you know, use choice words and I had to tell them, Oh no, can't use that. You know what I mean? Playfully. Um, but you know, they're going to talk about real subjects and real things that go on in life, but they don't have to be cussing each other out. They don't have to be naked in the bedroom. You can allude to love and sex and all that without actually showing it. Yeah. And it'd be just as powerful. That's real. And it's good to have that representation, too. I remember there was some point in time I was listening to radio shows based out of either either Chicago or Detroit. But um, I would listen to it all the time because they would have fun. They would make jokes, but they wouldn't curse. They would talk about what's going on in the church. They would listen to gospel music. You know, the station was ran by a male and female um, married uh, couple. They were pastors. And I just liked hearing that representation. It's like, okay, you don't have to be some kind of like boring Christian where you can't have fun and you can't fun. laugh and yeah. like nothing is exciting anymore. Like I like seeing those representations. So it's like, you can have normal dialogue. You can have fun. You can make jokes and you don't have to be raunchy. You don't have to curse. You know, you don't have to cross the line and it can still be very much entertaining and fulfilling. Yes. And very good. Like, yeah. There's some very, very good movies that are, ah, I can't think of the name of it, but um, um, I can only imagine. I love that film because it wasn't churchy, but it still had a great message. I love, love, love that movie. Which one? Um, I Can the Only movie? Imagine. Oh, I Can Only Imagine. Okay. It's a very good, it it's a very good movie that Christian based, but it wasn't a Christian movie, if that makes sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like a Bible belt mm-hmm. throwing. It was just a, a good story and it didn't have anything all crazy in it. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's a, you know, I can name a couple more movies, but there's not that many. 
to be honest. There's not that many left. And so it's important that people listening to this, um, you know, your podcast, I, I encourage them to, to really stand for Christ in the work that they do. There's nothing wrong with singing secular music or listening to secular music as long as the music is not against the word of God. Like, what are you singing? What is the message going to cause people to do? Is it going to cause them to love each other and to support each other? Or is your music causing people to cheat and lie and steal? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's what is the message that you're putting out there saying, does it glorify God? And if it does, it's good. So don't okay. stop being in entertainment. Don't don't think that, oh, my God, there's no place for me. There's a place for you. But you have to be strong enough to not get sucked in to Satan worship. Yeah. And that's real because you are creative and you want to be able to try new things. And I mean, it's real that you want to make sure that God continues to to guide your vocation and in your creativity. And I hope and pray he does the same. So you have multiple projects, like you have multiple films. You're, you're in a play. Like, I want to talk about all of it. So okay. like, what do you have going on that you're like most excited about right now? Um, <laughs> most excited about, um, gosh, that's so, I don't know what to promote. Well, I do want to tell you guys to come out to our show. I'm excited about that just because it's a really, really, really great piece. It's got poetry, um, theater, if you like spoken word and, and you like, uh, theater and you like music like neo soul and R&B and all that good stuff it's like a mixture of that so it's a play that's a musical but it's not like a dream girls type thing where people are like talking and they bust up in a song it's more <laughs> of like it's more of like um, theatrical pieces that, that focus on relationships and the relationships between a male and female and how we differ and how we need to help support each other and how we don't help support each other, you know, it addresses all that. And then in the midst of those, there are songs that a band plays. And so it's really, it's a really neat piece. And I think it's an exciting piece for people to come and, and check out if they're into like artsy fartsy stuff. Artsy so fartsy. Okay. So that's that. So you're talking about joystick chronicles, poetry in motion. Yes. And that's at the Barnsdale Gallery Theater. And that's yes. February, February 17th and February 18th. So that's a Saturday and yes. Sunday it's in Los Angeles. So that sounds really exciting. And, and different- I think we're going to be promoting it on KJLH sometime oh, okay. this week or next week. But yeah, so I couldn't even think of all that stuff because I was like, wait, what is it? Because you yeah, have so um, much going on, too. I know, I know. Um, so that's 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 the most exciting thing that's coming up that I I hope to see everybody out there for that. And then, um, there's a film festival that one of my films will be in that will be coming up in March. Um, I don't know the dates yet, so it's kind of too soon to talk about it, but it will be screening at the LA live Regal theaters. So it's the Hollywood real, um, festival, international festival. Um, so you guys, I think tickets go on sale February the 10th. 
So you can go to HRIFF.com, I believe, but it's the Hollywood Real International Film Festival, and that is um, at LA Live. So um, tickets go on sale February 10th, and it's a week long of, you know, festivals from all over the world. I mean, uh, movies from all over the world, and they'll be networking and, and you know, parties and get-togethers, of course, um, seminars, things like that going on. So I'm really excited to be a part of that. Um, my cast and crew will be there. Um, and so hopefully I can meet people and all that good stuff. And you guys will come enjoy the film. Yes, congratulations on being accepted to screen at the Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival. I know that had to be exciting. So what was that process like submitting for that and then getting that acceptance? Um, it's a process. So you just, you know, you have to have all your stuff together. And that's the thing that you learn when you're doing films is that it's key to film your stuff on the best uh, cameras and lighting packages that you can okay. start there um <laughs> so that you have opportunities to get distribution and get into you know film festivals and stuff like that you want to make sure you shoot on the right um equipment and then you want to make sure you have a budget for marketing that's the biggest thing that a lot of people who um shoot films they don't really put aside a marketing budget you know they just shoot the film and that's it but you have to have a budget because this stuff costs it's not free, um, but you submit your stuff um, in, and then you just wait for people to say, hey, we like your stuff, so you have to have your marketing pieces together. You have to have, you know, um, your trailers and your still shots, and, you know, you have to have a, an attorney um, to handle all your legal things that have, you know, that go on or will go on, Um and, you know, it's a business. This is a business. So Show business. People, you can make creative things all day long, but if you don't know or want to do the business side of it, it's just hard to get into, get into you know, doing more work because you have to, you have to know business and you have to um, understand the business. But, yeah, get an attorney. You're going to need it and um, just, you know, submit to as many things as you can. Um, there's so many different festivals. So you need to find the right festival that represents not only you and your brand, but you can actually go to and participate in the things that they have going on at the festival. Because not all festivals are the same. So. That's a good tip. And then also, yeah. like, what do you say to people who say, okay, if you're making a film and the money is tight and you don't use your own money, don't use your own money. Wait till you get somebody to fund or sponsor your film. And maybe that's causing some delays. How do you work around that? I don't because I just say if you have a vision and God's giving you that vision, then he'll also provide. And it, sometimes he provides from your pocketbook. So, <laughs> like, don't try to wait and wait. Oh, yeah, I'm going to wait for somebody to bring me 10 grand. Like, no. If you have it and you believe in yourself, you know, one of my mentors, which I praise God for him, Antoine Allen, shout out to him because I don't think I would have done as much stuff as I've done thus far without him. Um, but he's done over like 50 films and he just told me like, um, 
we all like want to go on vacation and we all want to buy new outfits and you know there's certain things that we want to buy and purchase right during the year what if we didn't purchase those things and we put that money towards our own careers and our own development you know and so instead of using that two grand or three grand to go to phoenix or vegas or wherever you want to go use that money to make your film or to shoot that music video or to you know do your demo reel whatever you you know whatever artistically you're into use that money to do that and watch god bless it you know and if he doesn't bless it say it's just something that happens and it kind of is a flop well i mean you were going to spend it anyway going on a vacation so what difference does it make spend it on you invest in you and I like that, too. And that's how you get your day ones, too, because they're going to remember your old work and they're going to be like, oh, I see how far they came. Like, yeah, I like, remember oh, my this. God, that really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, you grow from you mistakes and you, you grow and you learn from doing the little things. But, I mean, you have to invest in yourself. And if you can't invest in yourself, why would you want, like, me to invest in you I mean mm. I've had so many people like oh can you help produce this with me and stuff like that and I'm like okay well what have you done on your own well nothing okay well how much are you gonna put in well that's why I'm looking for people like you and I'm like well you know that that's scary for me you know like I'm not gonna invest in your stuff if you haven't you don't believe in yourself enough to have invested in yourself and So it's just important to, like, save your money and whatever budget you have, you can shoot anything you want within your budget that you have. I promise you. There's somebody out there that will help you achieve whatever you need to achieve with the budget that you have. But just make sure you You get that good camera in that good Yeah, I mean, you have to have, like, quality stuff so that it comes out good in the end, but... If you have a vision and people believe in your vision, they'll work with you, you know? That's right. But believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. And shout out to the mentors, by the way. You mentioned your mentor. That's so important. That's something that um, Dr. Tan actually mentioned as well today is have good mentors who are also humble. Yes. So that's important. Well, thank you for that so much, Kat Hurston. It's been amazing talking to you as always. I just want to remind everybody that February 10th, the tickets go on sale for the HRIFF. That's the Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival. You can get your tickets. I'll post the link. And Valentine's weekend, that's Saturday, February 17th, and Sunday, February 18th. Check out Joystick Chronicles, it's Poetry in Motion. Check out Kat and the rest of the cast at the Barnsdale Gallery Theater in Los Angeles, California. And you can get more information by clicking on the link in the description. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to support you and I look forward to see how God is using you in entertainment to advance the gospel in your vocation. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. I'll talk to you later. All right. And that does it for another episode of the First Fridays podcast. Shout out to all the SoundCloud listeners, the Apple podcast listeners, wherever you get your podcast. And of course, the OGs, our sponsors, thegodcollection.com. We always bring it back for another one. So make sure you come back because we'll be back for another one and another one and another one. And we out.